This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. An Erios production. Menopause is coming, and the men have all left town. But I'm not giving up until I see that baby crown. Thirty-nine and single, can someone help me out? He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall, funny, smart, love basketball, gay, straight, black, white. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Spermcast Ketchup Sessions Part 1. That's ketchup spelled K-E-T-C-H-U-P for no reason at all. Today, we're going to catch up with my old roommate and star of Episode 3, Andy DeYoung. And then we're going to move on to one of my old sperm donors and star of Episode 5, Alex McNichol. But before that, we have an ultrasound, some updates, and... I have to thank some Patreon subscribers, too. We've got Heather H., Kelsey M., and Lauren L. You guys are the sweetest. Thank you. And some of you raised your tier. Maddie C., Aubrey A., Lisa G., Stephanie C., Anonymous, Daniel B., and CJ. Thank you guys so, so much. For those of you that raised your tier, you may have to go back into your settings and make sure that you check the box of the right tier that you're signed up for. It's, uh, some people have had a problem with that. Okay, so when I left you last week, it was a day before my eight-week ultrasound and I was starting to feel nervous. Here I am with Dr. Chung. Oh my gosh, I'm so nervous today. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. So you were eight weeks and three days pregnant yeah. on the date of the transfer. So basically yeah. we're just looking for growth of the baby and healthy. Yeah. Is there anything in particular that's making you nervous? No. Bleeding or anything? No. I was less tired yesterday. Okay. <laughs> I'm already emotional. Um, I've also been having a lot of um, heartburn. Okay. And... Yeah. So I think that messes with my brain a little oh, bit. Oh really? Okay. Just because it's normal. I know, but I had I had so much of it that yeah. like it's just why am I crying? I don't know what's going on. Oh gosh, I don't know. Yeah, let's see what's happening. So also. Then we discussed the option of listening to the heartbeat or not, and I decided against it if it's not necessary. So that's where we're at with that. And then there's this moment, this terrible silence before she says anything where you're just waiting to find out. But I can see something there on the screen. Definitely grown, definitely. There's a heartbeat. It looks great. Okay, really? Yay! Yes, I always have to hold my breath until I see it, but Uh it looks really good. It's a lot bigger. How big it is, I know. And then if you want to just look right, let me get it in a good view. Right in there. Boom, boom, boom. Oh, yeah, I see it. Nice, strong heartbeat. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. Beautiful. Oh. A little baby. It looks kind of like a shrimp at this stage. Oh, a shrimp. Yeah. That's my basketball team. Oh my god, what? <laughs> the pistol shrimps. No way. Wait, you don't play basketball, do you? I know Dr. Beck did. Um, I did. You did? I used to. Oh and, my god. Uh, and my kids play. It's oh my, my favorite gosh. sport. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. But I want to talk about this baby for yeah, a second. Great. <laughs> So okay, tell me everything. Recommend the baby's measuring right on target. Where? So where's the measurement? Or what is the measurement? Measurement. I'm going to measure it one more time here in this view. Oh, I see. Eight weeks, five days. Yeah, it says. exactly. It's still a couple days ahead, huh? Just a little long. <laughs> My nana called it night uh, long grain rice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. So it's measuring about two centimeters right now. So baby's about that big. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay. but that's perfect. And the gestational sac, which is basically all this, also looks normal. I'm like out of body right now. I don't know what's happening anymore. It's hard. It's really, you know, I think the first trimester people do feel out of body because you don't feel the baby moving yet. Yeah. And once you feel the baby moving, which is usually sometime around 20 weeks, yeah. then you'll have constant little reminders. The baby's doing okay. Look, it's moving. Oh my gosh. Exercising his little muscles. Oh my gosh. I see that heartbeat. I see that heartbeat. Okay, so let's try this M mode this year. Okay. Then we did M mode to estimate the heart rate rather than listening to the heartbeat. Yeah, so I think it's got a normal heart rate. I measured what do you at 129 and 148. Okay, which basically anything between 120 and 180 is normal, so. Okay. Are you seeing any nubs? Good. Any nubs? You said something about arms and legs oh, last week. Oh, yeah, yeah. We're seeing little nubs. So um, it's kind of like, you know, they don't have fully developed arms and legs yet. They're yeah. more like, just like you said, little nubbins. Um, there's one right here. So this is a little arm bud and this is oh a little God. leg bud. Kind of like a little, oh, little sorry. Pole. Which way is the head? Oh, so this is the head right here. That's so funny. I was totally oh, thinking really? about it the and other way. the body. Okay, cool. Yeah. And then, so there's some little leg buds down there. Oh, I see, see now. Yeah, and then there's a little arm bud there. Yeah, of course, of course. There's a little arm bud there moving. You see, it's kind of like wiggling its little arm bud. Looks <laughs> like it's trying to wave. Hello, Hello. baby. So I, cute. Wow, that's the first time I've been comfortable saying baby. Oh my gosh. That's <sighs> so good. Okay. Okay, so this is really a huge milestone. Okay, so this is exciting. I'm going to see you again one more time, and okay. that's going to be your graduation. Okay. I'll wear a cap. Oh, please. <laughs> this is exciting. This is really great. Okay. I can't believe this. It seems more real today. It looks amazing. Yay. Thank you. You're welcome. Oh, my God. Exciting. Okay. I'm very relieved. Yeah, so I, I was fine until two days ago, or yesterday, oh. and then I started getting really worried about what if. Yeah. Um, last time you said that this, would, if everything went well, then my chance of miscarriage would be down to, like, 10% today. Is that how you feel? Yeah. Okay. I'll still see you again in two weeks. Okay. And if everything looks good there, then you know you're knock on wood almost out of the woods. I mean, you have oh, to do yeah. that testing, yeah. non-invasive prenatal testing that yeah. will be done between 11 and 14 weeks usually. With the and OB I can do it on the early side. You can do it on the early side. Do you have an appointment with your OB yet? No. no. Because I'm probably going to move to New York. Oh, oh my gosh. But I'll just make an appointment here. Yeah. When are you going to move to New York? As soon as I feel like this is real. Wow. Oh my gosh. Okay. <laughs> 
Uh, <laughs> but yeah, CN will be here at least so you can do that um, non invasive prenatal testing yep. before you go. Okay. And then, um, this is exciting. Yeah. But so, do you have someone? <sighs> what a relief. If you want to see the video from the ultrasound, you can go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast. Now, after my ultrasound was over, I went straight to my car and I called my mom. Hello. Hello, we're good. Oh, yes. Oh, tell me, I want every detail, baby. Every well, detail. I was totally out of it in there. I have no idea. <laughs> uh-huh. Well, I have I no idea that. what happened, but it's, it's, it's bigger. It's so much bigger. And it, it, she said it looked like a shrimp, <laughs> you know. <laughs> But progressing, uh, progressing absolutely normally. Yeah, everything was lovely, great. Um, we didn't listen to the heartbeat. Good. Okay. Good. The big head. Say that again, babe. What? Big head. Big head. <laughs> um, um, a couple, a couple nubs for arms and legs. Oh my God. And visible, <laughs> visible heartbeat. Yes. I can't tell you anything else because my brain is mashed potatoes. Yeah, it's okay, love. That's all right. So you are uh, almost eight weeks, or you are eight weeks? I'm eight weeks and three days. Oh, but according great. To the, according to the size of the baby, I'm eight weeks, five days. Um, oh, my God. I can't think of anything else to tell you right now. I just God. was, I was, I started crying as soon as she came in the room. <laughs> of course. The, it changes the due date every time it says, um, based on the size, and now it's Jessica's yeah. birthday. <laughs> so it's now all Jessica's birthday? Yeah. Ah, that's funny. Well, you know, hard to say, but wait and see again, like I said. You know, Adam was two weeks late, according to the church. But then Robin was uh, a week late. I went to the hospital. I was given Pitocin for about eight hours. I did a nice breathing for eight hours, and they took the they took the drip out, and I went home for another week. <laughs> <laughs> after that, Mom, after that, I gave up. All five of you were late. And in all five cases, they kept saying that I should be getting, they were, they were worried about um, uh, uh, diabetes because I gained so much weight. So anyway, so I, why do you so think you gained so much weight? Did your, your, did your diet change a lot? I, I honestly, I don't remember. I, I don't really remember. I don't. How did you eat when you had a job? <laughs> <laughs> do I do True. I remember I would go to the five and dime. <laughs> the five and dime? On the five and dime on 44th uh, between Lex and 3rd. And I sat at the counter and I ate a grilled cheese and a Coca-Cola. That's what I had for lunch. That's not good for a baby. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, sure. The, co- oh, the grilled not- cheese is fine and Coca-Cola is not so, not so good. Well, in those days, nobody drank water. We didn't know there was such a thing. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm, not, I'm not kidding you, Mom. All right, go home and clean your fridge. I love you. <laughs> I love you, Daddy. 
I will. Love you. Bye. Well, so how did all of this make me feel? It made me feel so much better. I mean, a lot better, not so much better. Remember how I had all that shame around not feeling excited enough the week before? Well, after this appointment, I kind of let my guard down and felt more excited. More confident that this was actually going to work out, maybe, hopefully. Of course, that led me to looking at vintage Oshkosh Bagash overalls online, and that ended up giving me more fear and anxiety. Don't worry, it's not that bad. It's just this constant push and pull between allowing myself to let my mind wander and then reeling it back in in case things don't work out. You know how last week I talked about the conundrum of sharing or not sharing your pregnancy in your first trimester? How keeping it a secret till the second trimester sweeps the whole experience of the first trimester under the rug and makes miscarriage and the first trimester blues relatively untalked about? Well, I took a little risk on behalf of womankind and shared last week's opening three-and-a-half-minute recap intro on Instagram. And in that intro, I did mention that I'm eight weeks pregnant and that I'm holding my breath until my next ultrasound appointment. Posting this made me very nervous. I was very nervous specifically to share this tiny piece of information, but I felt that since that intro was a recap of my whole story, anybody listening would understand the gravity of the situation of where I am right now and would treat me with caution. But I ended up getting a lot of very, very well-intentioned congratulations, and that scared the bejesus out of me. Don't worry if you congratulated me. That's totally okay. It's me, not you. Anyway, it really sent me into a tailspin. I wasn't trying to make a big birth announcement. I was just sharing my experience in the spirit of openness, and... I felt like it was just too much. I got scared that I jinxed myself, and I wanted to take the post down, but I had already spent two hours posting it, and I didn't want my time to have been wasted, so I just left it up there and hoped I'd feel better in the morning, and I guess I kind of did. But I still don't know what to do about this catch-22 of sharing pregnancy news before the second trimester. I just wish it was easier. I wish you could just let people know and then have everybody just respond in this very hopeful, very chill, knowing, understanding kind of way. Well, anyway, I did my best. It backfired a little and it made me feel weird, but I'm okay now. For now, I will not be looking at any more baby Oshkosh Bagosh overalls. My next ultrasound is a long eight days away, so I'm just going to stay in the moment. Speaking of the moment, I am currently nine weeks and two days pregnant. Here is what's up with my little shrimp. Okay, they are now officially a fetus. Yeah, that's right. I guess apparently before now, before nine weeks, they're not considered a fetus. (gasps) They are 0.91 inches long, the size of a medium green olive or a cherry. This week, tiny muscles are starting to form. Teeth buds begin to form. Their tail has almost completely disappeared, and the heart has divided into four chambers. As for symptoms, they say mood swings, and I say, "Mm, I don't know if I have mood swings or not. I don't have anybody around me. I feel like I'm pretty even-keeled, except for random moments of dread and anxiety about possible miscarriage and a tiny bit of crying while I'm watching TV, but that's just normal for me. Morning sickness. No, I'm still not having morning sickness, but my indigestion situation is getting a little bit better. I'm being much more careful about what I eat and trying to eat frequent small meals. But that can be hard because on bad days, I don't feel well for a couple hours after I eat, so making myself eat every couple of hours kind of sucks. The last few days have been a lot better, though, so don't you worry. 
Frequent urination. Apparently, there's lots of extra blood flowing down by my pelvic area right now, and my uterus has expanded to about the size of a grapefruit. So I'm actually, I think I'm actually peeing less than I was about a month ago, but I think that also back then I might have had some urinary tract problems. I don't know. Fatigue. Yes, yes, I still have fatigue, and I, I still need a little bit of a nap every day, but I'm less tired than I was, and that makes me a little nervous. Nasal congestion? Possibly. They say pregnancy causes higher mucus production in the body. I do feel a little bit stuffy. Headaches? No. No, I don't have any headaches, and that's good because I'm a real wimp when I get headaches. They say your pants feel a little bit tighter starting around now. What are pants? Sounds familiar, but I know I wear underpants a lot of the time. Mostly I'm just in a, a nightgown that I wear all day and night, or sometimes my mom's loose pajama bottoms. Are those pants? They have a drawstring, so I don't know if that counts. Overalls when I have to go out. Sometimes shorts, but they have a very stretchy waist. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about this pants thing. I will say that I've not gained any weight, and though that's not a big deal in the first trimester, at some point I'm going to need to start packing on the pounds, and I'm a little bit worried that if my heartburn slash indigestion situation doesn't go away, I'll never be able to get enough food down. But we'll cross that bridge when we get to it. And lastly, my boobs are still triangles, and I figured out why. It's just the nipple. It's like the only part of my boob that's grown. And it's not like it's spreading out. It's just gotten fuller. (laughs) And it just makes the whole boob look like a triangle. I don't know. And with that, it is time for our first guest. It's Andy DeYoung, everybody. Andy lived with me for five years and was always able to make me cry. In fact, you can hear Andy make me cry hard in episode three, way back before I knew I'd be bawling my eyes out in 50% of these episodes. In the interview, Amanda and I asked Andy to rate his willingness to donate sperm to me on a scale of one to ten. Here's what he said. I'm interested. One to ten. Uh, seven. Seriously? Yeah. <gasps> wow. That is way more than I thought. Really? Mm-hmm. No, I'm leaning more... Well, more than I thought before you came. Yeah. And then through this convo. I mean, before you came, I thought zero, for sure. When it came time to choose donors, I didn't bother Andy because, well... First of all, Amanda told me that Andy was lying and that he would never do it. But also, it was complicated for him. He had a girlfriend at the time who he's now engaged to. And my other top picks, well, they were single. Since recording this interview, Andy has directed lots of TV shows, including High Fidelity, Dave, Shrill, AP Bio, my favorite, Pen15, and probably a bunch more that he hasn't told me about because he's modest. Ladies and gentlemen, my friend, my old roommate, Andy DeYoung. <gasps> Hi, scared you. Ha ha. <laughs> You're lit very nicely. It looks really nice. Like... It's really nice. I don't know what's going on because I usually don't look this well lit. Good to see you. Hi. How are you? Nice to see you. You're glowing. How is it? Are we starting officially or or, are... There's no beginning and end. You cut it out. How are you? (laughs) How's everything? I'm I'm pooped today. It's nap time. I know. I know. It is really nap time. Isn't it really hot? That's what I'm hearing. I think that's what it is. I think that's what it is because I don't usually... 
my house doesn't usually get warm. Oh, you know the house. <laughs> I don't think so. No. You've been here. <laughs> but um, I but it doesn't really get that hot here, right? No, because of the nice tree. Yeah. I don't remember it being crazy hot, but there's... But like end of the it summer, cold. it gets hot. And I think because the house gets heated up over the summer. So I think we're getting towards hot season. Oh, it's getting hot. Yeah. Yeah, because I'm uh, feeling it today. You're nine weeks? Technically, tomorrow, nine weeks. But that includes the two weeks before that anything even happened. Because they count it from the sure. first day of your last period. Who's the, the gentleman, may I ask? Or is it I, Zach? I don't or? know him. No, he's oh, an don't? anonymous donor from Seattle. <laughs> Did you... How did you get in contact sperm with bank, the person? Sperm bank, sperm bank, sperm bank. Oh, sperm bank. Okay, yeah. not not through the podcast. No, 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 no. Okay. No. Um, <laughs> wow, I'm so happy for you. Congratulations. Thanks. Thank you. We'll see. Yeah, but I'm feeling good. Feeling good. I'm, I'm sending you positive, Thank good, you. good Thank vibes. You. It's so Thank you. Please let me know if you need anything. You know, I made this embryo with the eggs I froze when I was 37. Really? Yeah, man. And wow. you were there. You picked me up. I picked you up. Yeah, you're you're high as hell. That's right. He's a- <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. That's really honest. That's so exciting, Molly. I'm I'm really thrilled for you. Thank you. So what do you? What do I want from about? you? What do you want from me? <laughs> well, I mean, how are you? <laughs> in general, or regarding this? Situation? No, in general. <laughs> oh, I mean, it's been two. And a half years, probably, almost, since I first interviewed you. Since we f- first talked in Amanda's? Yeah. So, you know, things have changed <laughs> for both of us. Things have changed, certainly. I don't know what you're comfortable sharing. That's why I don't know what to ask you. Like, I know you're engaged. Yeah, just in, yeah, you could ask and I'll, I'll navigate. Okay. I'm, en- I'm engaged now since okay. um, we spoke. <laughs> uh, since way back then. Since way back then, I'm engaged. So are you bummed out that you didn't give me sperm two years ago when I asked you for it? <laughs> <laughs> what a sentence. Bummed out is, is I wouldn't describe it as bummed out. <laughs> <laughs> it's interesting. Like, it's, it's you so, think you I made still, the right decision. Did I make I, – I, I made the right decision at the time for sure. And I for still sure. – given the conditions probably – I. Even more so now. Well, I thought, like, truly thinking about it afterwards, I'm like, oh, if I was single, I would have. Even It still comes, it's not as clean as that, but it, it still comes with some other bizarre feelings. But but being in a relationship, it's, I get, it makes sense. Yeah. That I did it and the kind of how bizarre that could be. But it's so strange. Ultimately, I... I feel like it would have been fine, but it's still it's strange to think about. Like it's it's strange. To, it's so strange to think about if it was successful. Yeah. And just imagining, like my sister has a a baby. How old is he now? <laughs> has a baby who's like ten months. Is he that much? Uh, oh, he's that much now. I know. And, and you like to imagine? I hate the baby. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an angel. Um, oh, he's so cute. He's such a cute little little guy. But still, to imagine like. In Los Feliz, half of me running around, yeah, and I'm not being involved makes me feel bizarre. It does, and still, yeah, still. And now, let's say, like, I had gotten pregnant with your sperm two years ago, and um, 
gross. <laughs> so gross. Um, why, 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 is, why is that gross? Mm, I don't want to, you know. Um, but like imagine I had a baby right now that was half yours and then COVID came. I wonder what kind of pressure I would have if I, I don't think I would have. But like if I was here with a baby and you were uh, genetically related, I, you know, I wonder if I would have been like, you know, wanting attention from you somehow. What do you think? Uh, I I don't. Well, I mean, the rule in my head was, no, I will not ask anybody for anything. Um, They're just a donor and there's whatever. So I think it would have depended on how things had evolved. And if there was some sort of already some sort of closeness between, I think it would have been. A, a a you and baby situation, not not something that I would dictate, right? A you and what's a what do you mean? You like and baby? you, if you had a relationship with my baby, then I might allow you to continue seeing the baby through COVID if you were whatever. But I don't think that I would reach out to you for help or anything like that. Yeah, I mean that was a concern of right. mine for sure. To be like, how do you? How, how do you how how would Molly navigate this if it did come if something materialized yeah or just like or or even if it didn't it was like it seems hard not to reach out to the other despite the deal reach out to the other person yeah for if you needed something fill in the blank but like it crossed my mind and I think that's one of the reasons why it's someone who has is already avoidant to begin with is <laughs> is you know to av- like wants to avoid it because it's like oh i'm immediately kind of there's a a rope attached to us you know psychologically speaking and it's yeah, like yeah yeah and like i think it takes a lot of maturity to like not pull on in either direction on that rope. And it would also have been interesting to see what it did to our friendship if it would have made you sort of pull away out of fear of not wanting to connect with whatever's going on in the womb or, you know what I mean? Yeah. I mean, that's all stuff that I'm like, I don't want to confront. So I wonder what the, yeah, sure. But I'm just like, I wonder what, you know, I did that whole season trying to get into the mind of the male as a donor or whatever and mm-hmm. and figure out what's the best process for a single woman trying to get pregnant and like to get a known donor or to go to a sperm bank. But I think there's like a, a degree of knowing somebody and that maybe knowing somebody closely is too much and maybe knowing somebody too distantly is too, like maybe there's a happy medium in the middle that, that is the perfect answer to the kind of known donor you're going to get if you're going to get a known donor. You know what I mean? Like you might be too close, but a complete stranger would be like weird and that would be creepy. But maybe if there's somebody I barely know, but would get along well and I don't know. How is that? How is someone who's like, like right now you're, should I not, can I not speak about right now? <laughs> you can speak about, oh yeah, everybody knows. Oh, okay. Right now this is, you have an anonymous person's semen. Right. <laughs> who's working, who's doing its job. So, yeah. so you're dealing with, you're dealing with the scenario in real life. Right. So, so does that, you would well, say it's like creepy or scary. I mean, well, to me, I it almost feels if, like freeing in a way to, it feels like a clean, well, with clean the, the, anon- the anonymity is great for me, but I don't think it's great for the kiddo. You know, they don't get to know who their genetics come from until they're 18. 
Oh. Yeah. Like, what do they get? Like a. They get their contact information, or uh, it depends on the the sperm bank. But you can reach out at eighteen. So, so this man donating his sperm, saying it's okay to reach out when the person's eighteen. Yes, people can choose to be completely anonymous, but you can choose to be an open donor or something. Mm -hmm. And I chose my donor specifically because he seemed very open to the idea in general, and hopefully he will be in 18 years. (laughs) Yeah. To me, it's not necessarily like knowing that's, I'm glad that like, that's the option later for like, God willing, the kid gets to have, but to me, it's all about like how you raise him and you're going to, you're going to be such a good mom that it's like ultimately the real and like who's around him and and that kind of thing, you know, like Mm -hmm. that's the key, Mm -hmm. especially those first couple of years, you know, so and to me, it feels like a, it might be a little healthier, actually, to be to not know who the father is and not have like a pipeline to him or a way to contact him, because then it feels like it frees you up to kind of create the family dynamic that you want or the mm. people in your life without mm-hmm. kind of the psychological push and pull that might come with knowing who the father is, you know. A hunch. Yeah. Purely just a hunch. I, well, I, yeah, I, I think I, it I also know. might depend on the guy, too, though, like... I don't know. Like, you know, Mo Welch and Sam Martin, Uh their donor was Sam's best friend growing up. And he's very much a part of their daughter's life. And he seems to be loving it. They all seem to be loving it um, and having the best time. But yeah, I mean, I think I think it all just depends on the dynamic between the two people. It's true, for sure. Yeah. So there's probably not a cookie cutter answer in that in that respect. But yeah, that's why it makes me feel like I'm not a good candidate because I would have to, it's something I want to work towards for sure, but it doesn't naturally match up with my, my kind of nature mm-hmm. by nature. Probably it's like defense mechanisms, but there's also the to, fact that you have this woman in your life that you want to have babies with one day that I think that's a big part of it too. I want the possibility. Yeah. I don't think about it a crazy amount. My, the pool isn't that strong for me, mm-hmm. but but yeah, no, for sure. That that would complicate our relationship and our um, own pursuit to have kids if we did want to do that. Right. Yes. Yeah. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Well, and how has, how has the state of the world with coronavirus and... Um and this uprise, this, this social upheaval mm-hmm. that's occurring yeah. right now in the country, has that changed anything about you wanting kids? Or, or have you and Kate talked about how, have you guys talked about that at all? That's a huge, all of us have never lived through such precarious times. Mm-hmm. What makes you continue to march on in, in this direction? Outside of like biology Me. and like... Yeah, you. Me, it's yeah. the uncertainty of it and not knowing how any of it's going to turn out. So what? What's the point in waiting? For me, mm-hmm. yeah. I like I'm no. I know I want to have a kid, 
but I could have waited another five months. To see where things would land? Yeah, or to see how so-and-so's babies turned out after they got COVID, you know? Oh, wow. Uh-huh. Or to see if there's a vaccine, then I can do it then. But there's no nobody at the time, and still nobody um, uh-huh. knew anything uh-huh. about how things were going to end up. And to answer your question, like, it's pushed us into both like both extremes. Like there's moments mm-hmm. where I'm like having a kid is, would be very tough because the future looks bleak. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, that's a reason to have a right. kid. Like we need to keep pushing forward and like, we shouldn't be scared of these things. So I think any answer is right. Yeah. But, but we swing both ways. Sometimes <laughs> Kate's like, let's have a baby tomorrow, you know? <laughs> and then sometimes it's like, absolutely not this is the future is going to be hellish but we have to be resilient and and i'm glad you chose what you did me too yeah and do you think that making a baby if you make the right kind of baby that they can make the world a better place like is it like is is, is there any of that in it i feel like i might have a little bit of that but it's kind of fucked up and stupid like i can make anybody as special like special enough to change the world (laughs) <laughs> what do you mean by change the world just make it a better place raise a kid that's good to people and treats everybody the same and um loves mm-hmm. everybody treats the planet well well yeah i mean it's we all we are our parents so mm. if you model how you want to be you're giving them a good start like you can't control at all how they're gonna right. be right but you're giving them a pretty damn good start so that's how you could change the world. Do you think our parents tried to make us awesome? I don't think mine were really, I mean, I think they were great parents, but I don't think they really were like trying to make me, to mold me or anything like that. To mold you into, into what? Like, the, what do you the, mean? The incredible woman I am today. <laughs> well, you had to. <laughs> I think it was yeah. accidental. <laughs> I think a little bit is accidental for sure, but. I mean, I read so many psychology books in like that first like two months of childcare, right, is like absolutely essential and will like echo through their entire life. Oh like my. and then I think it goes like the first two years is the next like thing where it's like so much gets laid, so much groundwork gets laid in those like first unconscious moments pre memory. <laughs> like Right. And I think yeah, most parents are like try their best and are also dealing with like their traumas and their own like fucked up mm-hmm. parents and most parents I think try do what they know and it's our job to be like to go further I think and this might be completely wrong and I might sound like a total asshole but I think most parents just have their kids to have their family and I mean of course they try to do a good job but I don't think that they're thinking about I or maybe when we were growing up in the 60s <laughs> <laughs> Yes. <laughs> People were just doing the thing. They do they get married and they have the the um the babies and yeah, they raise yeah. their children the best they can. But I don't know if there was much intentionality behind the raising and the rearing of their children. You know what I mean? By intentionality like I mean we just kind of copy our culture, we copy how we're like mm-hmm. raised. I think most people are just like you raise a kid by this, you spank him on the ass when they're 
you know, they put their hands in the cookie jar or something like you kind of just copy and like so much of parenting is like intuition. Right. I feel like my mom was raised in a tough place, actively tried to like make it better for my sister and I. Mm. And but still like intuitively, not like, you know, what's the latest, you know, techniques of parenting that is like healthy or something. It's just her in intuitive ways that also kind of has like backfires. You right. know, and like, yeah, I don't know if am I if I'm answering your question. I don't even know what my question was. It, it's kind of a, I haven't really thought about it too much. Too much. I think yeah. I, at some point I'm going to start to read parenting books. Yeah, well, <laughs> I wonder so if like there's I, you know if this current generation of people that are being more mindful about having kids, if there would be a wave of superhuman little children that grow up to be amazing people. But there've probably been people like that throughout the ages I mean, absolutely look at how therapy is so right, right like so unstigmatized i mean like look at instagram and all the crazy amount of like therapists that post like therapy stuff on there you know like that's, i think like, you might I, follow a lot of therapists because i don't see therapists posting anything i do because i'm obsessed with it like i mean the biggest one that i know of is holistic psychologist do you know her uh-uh but oh, you would love her. Okay. Like she's she's great. And then there's like I just find all these other ones on there that post like, you know, interesting things about, you know, therapy related things mm-hmm. that are like um um it's fascinating. But just there's a proliferation of like basically it's um like learning about ourselves is is now becoming unstigmatized and yeah. masculinity is being challenged and mm-hmm. and which is so so bad and um and destructive and and we're i I feel i can't help but think we're we're like learning the internet is so dark but also there's so much hope on it too yeah and then kids are growing up in a world that is much more accepting so they're not as afraid to be who they are which is i think so important yeah which is that's incredible to me seeing all like the kids young kids challenging gender and stuff like that it's like yeah fuck yeah that's absolutely rules even when it makes me feel kind of like threatened yeah <laughs> you know just because i've like learned what like i learned it one way but there's other dra- generations learning another way that is so freeing and so healthy and like yeah. it absolutely rules <gasps> i missed your birthday happy birthday no you didn't it's the 20th when's <laughs> your birthday oh my god did i miss yours no it's 28 it's me. That's right. Okay. <laughs> I thought it was like the fifth. That's twentieth. <laughs> Sorry. Um, um, yeah. Yeah. Well. Okay. I'm rooting for you. Thanks, baby. Lots of love. Lots of love. Love you. I'll talk to you Very soon. Nice. See you Be later, well. Andy. You Mwah, bye. Right. What a lovely fella. Oh, Andy, I miss having him around, or anyone around. Hey, if you want to hear the whole interview I did with Andy, it's actually about 45 minutes long and it's on the Patreon or it will be sometime this week. Now, let's move on to our next guest. 
Alex McNichol, one of my old sperm donors and such a lovely guy. At the time, he was a mere 29 years old. How did I originally meet Alex? Well, we did a short film together, but during the short film, the two of us realized that we were actually at a protest together, protesting the Dakota Access Pipeline, holding up this huge fake pipeline over our heads, and he was walking in front of me, and we both have pictures of each other. So that's crazy. And then we ran into each other at the rock climbing gym, and then I was like, hey, do you want to come on my show and potentially donate sperm? And he was like, sure. When Amanda and I asked him to rate his willingness to donate sperm, here's what he said. Uh, can we say like a 9.9? Or oh, yeah! Yeah! yeah. Whoa! Hey! Oh! But it's also the idea of having like a rock climbing, protesting, like anti-Trump baby. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, that's like a fun idea. I love know? that. Yeah, so. <laughs> so ladies and gentlemen, that was episode five way back over two years ago. Eventually, I had Alex back on the show and asked him if he would do it for real. And he said yes. After some testing, a month or two later, he gave me his first donation in my brother's basement in New Jersey over Christmas. It was absurd. You can hear that episode, season two. I think it's the fourth or fifth episode. It's called Insemination Round Two with Alex the Gladiator. Let's see, he just finished a short film. He has a great role on The Society on Netflix, and he's in a movie that's coming out on HBO Max in September, and it's called Unpregnant. Alex is one of the most open-hearted, open-minded fellas I've ever met, and it was so exciting to catch up with him. We sat down in my backyard at a good distance, about eight or nine feet away. Wow, well, here we are. Here we are. It's beautiful <laughs> out here, ladies and gentlemen. It's a uh, it's very, very nice day out. It's just me and Molly out here in the backyard. Lots of beautiful plants, lots of agave, uh, a very, very temperate breeze, would you it's say? It's pretty a warm it's breeze. Really, it's nice. It's a nice this is breeze. Is this warmer than it usually is? This is cooler, in my opinion. This are feels you? Little, how long have you nice. been in L.A.? Three weeks, maybe? Oh, my gosh. Yeah, three or okay. so, yeah. Can't this is too it. hard. It's too hard. There's too much information. Because one, it's I haven't hot. even told everybody that you've right. got scra- like scrapes all over your body. Yes, I did just and get into a little accident. And you have a huge yeah. um, hematoma on your hip waist. Is that a hematoma? No, a, I think a, a hematoma a has a swell. for sure, but not a, I don't know if it's a hematoma. It is squishy and hot to the oh, touch. Oh, I'm not touching. <laughs> as, <I, laughs> as I make awkward eye contact with Molly. <laughs> What is a hematoma? Okay, I'll tell you. Hematoma is generally defined as a collection of blood outside of blood vessels. Most commonly, hematomas are caused by an injury to the wall of a blood vessel, prompting blood to seep out of the blood vessel into the surrounding tissues. A hematoma can result from an injury to any type of blood vessel, artery, vein, or small capillary. Hematomas can also happen deep inside the body where they may not be visible. Hematomas may sometimes form a mass or lump that can be felt. So in this case, I say yes. Hematoma? Yeah, no, yeah, I got some boo-boos, got a little thing. And so I this didn't... guy rides a motorcycle I now. Do. And I do. um kind of oh my god, this is disgusting. Don't look at it. It's not no, this isn't the I'm not I'm pulling out of the it's not the wound, it's like a hair that okay, has Okay, I thought it was skin. No 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 that's it actually doesn't just, look good. It's just gross hair that's uh okay. or one of those like little pieces of um tree Oh my god. And no no stop, so that was just I'm just grabbing the, the little stick that's down there by my knee. Oh my god. I'm bleeding okay. everybody. I'm like it's like it's not really bleeding, it's that kind of pussy kind of not oh pus, god. it's like uh, uh it's not getting better. <laughs> what's it's this, not getting better. What's this white stuff, the lymphy stuff that's no. anyway. It's okay. 
This is great. So this guy rides a motorcycle now. <laughs> yeah, he so. is a wild man. Oh, wait, I forgot to tell you, what? Molly. And now so it'll be good I'm telling everyone because I can share this secret with everyone. <laughs> um, so, But I was going up Laurel Canyon, and I started. I was going too fast into a turn going up the hill. And like an idiot, I used the rear brake a little bit. I touched the you, you know the rear you brake. You shouldn't do that. No, not when you're going in a turn, especially because you can like slide. It's like skidding. You know, when you're a kid and you hit the brakes while you're riding your bicycle and you kind of slide in the back tire. No, I you never know? did that on purpose. Well, this had it started skidding out, and then you know I overcorrected and and it you know just kind of ate it, and I just laid it out, and the bike went flying, and I was luckily just like sliding behind it while it was all happening. Were there other cars around? No, thankfully there was no other cars around, but there were cars behind me, so oh. they kind of watched the whole thing. And as fate would have it, there was a bike mechanic a couple cars back, <laughs> so he pulled over. This dude, Aaron, shout out to Aaron, dude. strange angel, pulls over, helps me out for the next like two hours, gets the bike back and running. The The front end was all smashed in and the clutch was all stuck and smashed. So he like got his tools out and he, you know, started like you slamming know, on things. You know, this is Aaron's job. He he rides around following Just motorcycles following waiting bikers. for them to yeah, crash yeah, because yeah. they always do. Yeah, seriously. And then, but he was amazing. He helped me out and everything. Aw, that's so and then, sweet. Yeah, but then, then, you know, the next day I woke up, I got all these bruises and stuff and you know, the scrapes. But what was crazy is, because I didn't really realize when I got home, I just uh, I just cleaned everything up. Or I got to my buddy's house, my buddy Krishnan. Shout out to Krishnan, too. Thanks for letting me stay You're there. You're so, so uh, funny. He's, he's so, so I got over there, cleaned up everything, and then just kind of went to bed. I didn't shower any of that stuff. So the next day, I go to take a shower. I've got literal blue balls. Oh, like, I no. got bruised balls, Molly, and everybody else who's listening. And um, and I was, oh, like, no. freaking out at first. I was like, oh, my God, yeah, am I I'd having internal out. bleeding or something crazy? It's actually very common in car accidents, apparently, and sports injuries and stuff. You get a little bruising down there. You so didn't get I, swollen? I mean, no, they're, you know, pretty normal. So they're average. Let's see. Average size. Uh, no, but they're, uh, but they're, yeah, but they're, they're blue. They're like, uh, it's like Are Easter they still blue? There. A little bit, yeah. Oh my God. It's like purple. They're like purplish now. Purple but yeah, balls. so it's like, yeah. And, you know, but they're not, they don't hurt. So that's good. Oh, thank God. Yeah. So, but so the I wonder if there was, wait, so is, does that mean there was internal bleeding? I'm, I mean, what, I guess if that's like a, what a bruise is, I guess maybe. Oh, I guess that's what a yeah. bruise is. But God, I'm, I'm I mean, I really don't know though, but I think it's just capillaries and stuff, you know, but I'm wow. not a doctor. So. Well. Okay. Now I'm confused because I just looked up the definition or I, I looked up, uh, are hematomas and bruises the same thing? And they're not. Bruises are more on the skin, more it's, let's see, a result of leakage of blood from capillaries into the skin. I don't know what a blood vessel is, and I'm tired of this. I hate it. I'm stopping. I quit. Yeah. So it happened, and it's but it's healing, I think, and everything's uh, you know. And and Molly gave me this really nice, super awesome ice pack that I got on here right now on my hip. I'm a good mom. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> yep. I'll vouch for you any day. <laughs> but yeah, so that's good. And then that's been happening. And then yeah, but you texted me the other day, and we're like, hey, episode 100, right? Is that yeah, it? Yeah. That's that was, a lot. That was. I put that out yesterday. Oh, or, yeah, yesterday. So this isn't episode one hundred. No. Great, great. This you is can like edit that this out, is huh? like filler. This will be okay. Good. Because I'm trying to. This isn't an episode at all. It's gonna be an episode. Is this plugged in? Are we just talking to microphone? We're just chatting. This is how I get people to hang out with me about. now. <laughs> Otherwise, no one will come over. Oh. Um, well, what was I just gonna say? You're, you're oh, kinda, what this is? This is yeah. like um, until I know that this pregnancy is going going to follow through okay i figured i would i would just sort of catch up with recap. old 
Yeah, recap, catch up with old, old guests, see yeah. old flames, yeah, see how they're doing, and then yeah. and then once I feel comfortable, I can start the next season, which will be pregnancy. Mm. So it's very well written. It's good arc, good arcs you got. Oh yeah, thank yeah, you so much. Yeah, yeah. Thank you so much. I still think about that that afternoon. Some or that was a morning. I think it was a morning. Which one? There were a couple over in Princeton. There were three or four. Three. Yeah, it was good. Good times. Good mornings. There was two was, mornings and yes. one evening. Yep. Yes. So was, I guess. Um. I guess you know the pertinent question. I have questions for you. Oh. Whenever, whenever that comes, whenever I can ask questions for you. Okay. Well, I was just going to ask how you feel about. I don't know how have you changed in the last couple of years emotionally, ma- ma- maturity wise. Oh. Not that you weren't mature before, but um, do you, oh, no. if somebody like me approached you these days would you oh my gosh i don't know do you still do you want kids i yeah i mean that's the thing i i i it used to not even i used to not even be able to formulate the thought of it you know it used to it was so like you know like wow like having a kid i can't even imagine literally and now i can imagine it you know i especially within the past few years like really like the idea of settling down and having a kid, like I could see that happening. I, it's not something that I think about often that I'm like, man, I really, really want that or I can't wait to, to have that. I don't have it like that. You know, I know some people that do, but yeah, I, no, I could totally do that. It's, it's really, it's a beautiful thing. And yeah, it's just, it's, it's, it's magic, you know, watching these kids grow. All my friends are having kids and they're all growing up and everything and seeing the kids from when they were born to now they have hair and they're running around talking shit on Instagram. And it's like, you know, that's just wild to see. And yeah, it's fascinating. I mean, I can't count how many little baby clothes I've bought the past couple of years on those <laughs> bye bye baby sites and shit. You know, it's like those gift registries and yeah. like sending it and then they grow out of it in a couple months and it's like these things are crazy, these little humans, these little <laughs> babies that are, that that they are. Yeah, it's cool. I mean, yeah, I I I could see myself doing that. Has uh, but, the state of the world affected that feeling at all? Have you thought about yeah. it more? Yeah, because a little of bit. That? Yeah. I I feel like I had a couple friends that actually had babies during this time, and uh, and it was interesting because part of me, for sure, was like paranoid and and worried. But then the other part of me was kind of thinking that this isn't the first time that something like this has ever happened. You know? Yeah. Like I don't I don't get that like apocalyptic feeling that maybe I did like the first week that all this stuff was happening when that was it was scary. just like it was kind of nuts. It was a little like nerve wracking. Yeah, it was a little gnarly. And uh, but then yeah, I I, I just. Uh, Having a kid, as you know, is just so freaking hard anyway, regardless. So pandemic or not, like, it's a miracle either way, you know, and it's like kind of, yeah, it's, it's, it's not an easy thing, you know? Yeah. yeah that's, I, that's something I've been learning too, like with everything, with like in any kind of capacity in the animal kingdom too, like, you know, the childbirth process is, um, is really fascinating and really not, I, I don't know. I don't want to say like not easy because I'm sure like it's all different for everybody. But yeah, it's a really fascinating process and a lot goes into it. Now let me ask you this: <laughs> Did did um did donating sperm to me? I don't know. Did that? How did that affect you? Well, the process. The only thing I was ever really nervous about and really like worried about was the kid growing up and feeling like they got cheated somehow or they got like 
I don't know, like scammed in a way mm-hmm. by by not having their biological father, so to speak, mm-hmm. present in their day to day life. Mm-hmm. That was something. That was like probably the only thing that was on my mind that that I would not. I wouldn't say in a negative way, but it was the only thing I was really concerned about. That mm-hmm. was really kind of like kept me on the fence about everything mm-hmm. but other than that it was, it was you know i think it's a beautiful thing and, and i think you're a wonderful person and like you know i i just think it's it'd be awesome for you to be a mom so yeah that, that you know it's just, the, the whole process though was definitely uh <laughs> not what is it called unorthodox is that the whole process yeah. was very unorthodox and, <laughs> and hilarious and i'll never forget it and, <laughs> and i still have the playlist on my phone i have oh, the, no. it's like a called an insemitized mix gladiator yep the gladiator song and yeah and being in that room with the what was that george o'keefe oh yeah yeah, yeah. in the basement those giant vagina flowers and <laughs> yeah it's hilarious the whole thing was really fun and <gasps> silly and uh, uh. but yeah but you know, but it didn't happen, and then and then it did happen for you with something you know, with mm-hmm. another, mm-hmm. Uh, another, you know that stuff, and then uh, <laughs> and then no, from another person, right? And um, and, and then, you guys never met, and we which never is met. So funny. And then and then, do and you think the, if you guys met, you would have been competitive with each other? Mm, <laughs> I don't think so. Nah, you guys I don't are so think nice. So, yeah. You're both the nicest. We would have been people. supportive. Yeah, we would. Yeah, probably. Yeah. But uh, and you you probably would have shook hands and been like. I hope it's you, man. Yeah, yeah, and then, yeah. No, seriously, I really yeah, hope yeah, it's no, you. Really, though, I really hope it's can you, man. Can yeah. you please do a good job? <laughs> I don't want to do this. <laughs> I think it'd be fun. It'd be like, you know, like Eskimo bros, you know, when you find <laughs> oh, out you both have slept with the same people, it'd be sick. like, it'd be like donor bros. It'd be like, donor oh, bros. yeah. Yeah, use done. the same cup. Yeah. <laughs> no, definitely different cup. Unless you brought that thing back no. from New Jersey. That'd no. Be crazy. No. I am a crazy person, though. No, I did we not do that. that. Yeah, I remember you had that uh, lady that, like, my sister in Shaman lady that helped you that. She was a doula. A doula, that's the word. Not a witch doctor, not a shaman. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But was there anything like music or anything? Or uh, like yeah, a, Jessica like Jessica found some fertility music on YouTube, which th- with, was pretty funny. Like, I don't, I don't remember what it was. Uh, One of those nights. Um, of those, man. Well, anyway, Fun. I am grateful. I'm so grateful that you went through that with me. Yeah, it was fun. That we went through that together. Yeah. And, um, Good times. And I had to go through all of that to figure out. <sighs> you went through a lot of stuff between now and then. Yeah. How far along were you when you had the, the miscarriage? Well, it it resolved itself at about eight weeks, but it probably stopped growing at about five weeks. Okay. So common. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, the more I like learn. The problem about is that stuff. people don't talk about not that they don't yeah. talk about even miscarriage, but they don't talk about get being pregnant in the first trimester. So mm-hmm. people don't even know what, that women are mm-hmm. going through all kinds of things. Yeah, I get I get why people don't want to talk about it though. Yeah, but I it's guess a so. kind of a catch twenty two. No, everything in everything in perfect timing. So what did you want to ask me? Well, I was going to ask you about all those things, like all the like just like about the experience the past couple of years and like yeah, I ended up going to a sperm bank, uh-huh. so I have an anonymous donor. Okay. Sadly, my child won't know who their dad is until I mean they're neither, biological. Neither will you. <laughs> I don't care if I know. Uh, yeah, but like, <laughs> but the, you know, if they have any questions, they they'll need to wait till they're eighteen. Okay, but so this is literally like completely anonymous. Like you don't know the 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 race, so to speak. No, I know what he looks. Well, you do I, know all that stuff, you know, and like do well, you know, on like, sperm donor websites, you can see pictures. Okay, so you do see some stuff. But I didn't stuff. see adult photos, so my sperm bank doesn't show adult photos. What does it show you? Kid photos of the of, of the sperm donor. Yeah. 
Fascinating. Yeah. And how did you pick this 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 particular donor? He had a lovely voice interview. Well, you did a voice interview? No, no, no. He, <laughs> on the website, you can listen to them answering questions. Oh, so there's like a photo and then a little voice interview and then a, like li- very limited information about them. No, very, very, a lot of information about them. Oh, there's a lot of them. So yeah. you, they, like likes Cheetos, like hates golf, yeah. like that type of thing? Like, yeah. wow. I gave Alex all the details, but I got to keep that stuff private. I can't share that with all of you. I'm so sorry. It's just, you know, I don't, I don't know. Where's the sperm bank? Seattle. So you went up to Seattle? No. They sent it down to you in the mail? Yeah. They shipped it to my clinic, fertility that's, clinic. That's pretty normal? Yep. They ship a nitrogen tank. They weren't like, why aren't you picking somebody from California? Um, no, they, they love to send their sperm as far, you know, to as anyone who will buy it. Okay. I didn't use the one in California, California Cryobank. It's here. There's one in LA, I think. Uh-huh. I didn't use them. Because they don't test for one of the genetic mutations that I'm a carrier of. I remember we talked about this a long time ago. Yeah, you did the the testing. I think I did. And you didn't have... I hope you did. I think I did. (laughs) You did. pretty sure. I did did. whatever... Whenever you were sending me stuff, I was always doing it. You did it. I'm just taking this off because it's been sitting... No, no, no. no, But I am... That that bruise is pretty gnarly, dude. Yeah, just... But that's what they look like. They look like little, like... How far down does it go? (laughs) That's just that far. See, like, kind of... Well, oh. (laughs) <laughs> it just keeps going. What? You want to see my purple ball? That's not a bruise. <laughs> no, yeah, it's a uh, no. It's I could have been. Yeah, it could have been way worse. It is sore. That's funny. Like trying to stand up. I feel like I'm kind of pregnant. Yeah. I'm like, yeah. Super slow and yeah. Definitely don't feel like I'm pregnant. That's rude of me to say. Oh come on! Can't get. Oh come on! It's me. Oh, come, come on! on. Look at you talking yeah. to. Yeah. Alex, thank you so much for for coming to my backyard. Yeah. It was so nice Thanks to see you me. and yeah. so great to catch up. Likewise, yeah. That all's well. And you better be safe on that times. motorcycle. I will. And you better be safe with that thing. I'm doing my and best. That, yeah. I'm doing my best. Yeah. Thanks, Alex. All right, love bye. you. Bye-bye. Love you. Bye. Bye, for birdie. Aw, Alex. Such a good fella. If you want to listen to Alex's full interview, guess what? You can also head over to the Patreon and listen to the whole thing there. I'll be posting that this week as well. To join the Patreon, go to patreon.com forward slash spermcast and join for $2 or more a month to access all kinds of exclusive content, including the videos of my six-week and eight-week ultrasounds. Want to support the podcast in another way? You can always rate and review the show on Apple Podcasts or Venmo some cold hard cash to molly-hockey. And that's it for today, ladies and gentlemen. If you've got a favorite guest you'd like me to catch up with, email me or message me on Instagram. Next week isn't fully ironed out yet, but so far I have two guests that I know you're gonna love to hear from. And now, it's nap time. If you need to reach me, email me at spermcast at gmail.com. Call or text 323-741-1818. Follow me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter at spermcast. You can use Instagram if you want to DM me as well. If you're interested in fertility consultations, I have time. Hit me up. Email me at spermcast at gmail.com and I'll send you all my information. I'm here for you like you've been here for me. And I think that's it. Love you so much. Talk to you next week. Bye-bye. He could be bald and bearded, shorter or tall. Funny, smart, love basketball. Gay, straight, black, white. Tiny ass with an underbite. I just need sperm. Sperm cast. An Erios production.
Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. <laughs> 